And hello from Studio X at KNKX in downtown Seattle. I'm John Kessler with an exclusive studio session from blues master Doug McLeod. Earlier in his music career, Doug worked as a sideman playing guitar and bass with blues legends Big Mama Thornton, Pee Wee Creighton, Lowell Fulson, and many others. About uh, well, 40 years ago, I reckon, Doug switched gears to become a solo performer. And as a troubadour, he's traveled the world, made 25 studio albums, and is a multiple blues music award winner, including this year for Acoustic Artist of the Year. Way to go, man. Thank you. He's also co-authored a blues murder mystery book, Murder at the Crossroads. And his latest music release came last spring, Raw Blues Number 1. We're going to be diving deeper into all of this, but first let's start things off with a song. Welcome, Doug McLeod. Thank you, John. Good to be with you. Yeah. Well, thank you, folks. Now, I'm gonna talk. Boy, that ain't no lie. I'm gonna talk. You know I ain't no lie. Me and my mother just conversated, and money just said goodbye. My cost of living is damn near out of reach. Big company got a tax break, but ain't no break for me. Cause money talk, money talk. I ain't lying. Me and my mother just had a conversation. And my money just said goodbye. My financial situation is in a raggedy mess. And that's the truth, people. The truth for 2F. Because money talks. Oh, you know I ain't no lie. Me and my money just had a conversation. And money just said goodbye. One more thing I'm gonna tell you. It's sad, but it's true. If your money start running out, your woman could start running too, cause money talks. You know I ain't no lie. Me and my money just conversated. 
And money just said goodbye They go Money Talks. That's Doug McLeod here at KNKX Special Studio Session. Oh, Doug, thank you so much for coming in and spending a little time with us. It's been a few years. It has been. It's a pleasure to be back with, with you. This is a brand new studio, too, since I've been here. It's really beautiful. It won't be new for long. No, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> so, uh, so how did you make it through the pandemic? Uh, I made it through the pandemic. Part of it was writing that mystery you were talking about. Okay. Um, there was not much to do. And uh, my manager, Mickey Mulvihill, called me up and said that this lady, Deborah Schiff, said, uh, Doug, uh, would, he, would he consider co-writing uh, a murder mystery? And it was COVID, you know. And uh, I mean, I, I'd never been to college or anything, you know. I was going to co-write, so I, I figured, hey, this is a chance for me to be an author. You put that down in the bio. Some of my English teachers go, he, he made it that far. <laughs> so I figured maybe. So what it turned out to be was is that Deborah had this idea of this murder, this lynching that happened in Mississippi. And she built a story around that, that fact, but built a story around it. But she needed to have authentic uh, stories about the old blues men, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that for how many years with Blues of Review magazine? And so she said, would Doug consider adding some of that color to it? And um, we worked it out, and I said, sure. So what I did is, uh, uh, we live in Memphis now, and I'd sit on my porch uh, in the morning, and uh, you know, it's beautiful there. I got a porch there that's so nice, it's outside the bedroom. And we got uh, cardinals there, and blue jays, and mockingbirds, and you know, I'm out there, and the squirrels, and I'm writing. And I'm saying, well, maybe this story will fit. And just enjoying the day and writing. And that's how that came about. So and those are stories from your days as a sideman traveling with people like Lowell Fulson and... Mm -hmm. and yeah, and uh, yeah. George and Harmonica Smith. And George Harmonica Smith and all those stories that I, I, I forget how many years I wrote for Blues Review Magazine. Um, I had a column called Doug's Back Porch, I think it was called. Yeah. And... Um, so all these stories I had, I mean, I was really lucky that I could uh, be accepted by those folks, you know, and, and said, come on, we're going to take you and teach you and so on. So that's so, the story. Company. So are any of those stories going to be recognized by any of the people that were in them or are they all gone now? But they all gone. That's what I made sure, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure they all gone. So, no. well, so, uh, so that's it. So what's the name of the book again? Uh, murder at the crossroads. All right, get that book. So it's Please. on your on your website, DougMcLeod.com. Mm -hmm. He's got all that stuff. So when we talked back in 2017, you told me that to be a blues player to be accepted, you had to kind of live that rough life. 
it seems like you finally rejected that. Did you come to some, some turning point there? You know, I really did. Uh, um, boy, this is going to be honest talk here. Uh, back in those days, I was playing, I was playing uh, in coffee houses in Norfolk, Virginia. I was in the Navy. I was four years in the Navy, but you're looking at one of the few sailors in the history of the United States Navy that never got on a ship. <laughs> I'm four years shore duty, four years in Norfolk, Virginia, fixing radars. And I was playing blues back in those, those days, uh, playing at blues in the coffee houses. And this one guy saw me, and he knew I was a poser. And he said, uh, you want to meet this guy to run with Blind Lemon Jefferson? Mm. I said, uh, sure. Now, I was so full of myself back in those days that uh, I was going to show this old black guy how good I could play. So I go up there with this attitude. And you see, I had a reason there might be an attitude because in Norfolk, they did an article on me. They called me the king of the blues of Tidewater, right? The trouble was I believed it. <laughs> I go up and I meet this old man. His name was Ernest Banks. Mm. He's about this tall, this wide, uh, one eye, bald head, and color of uh, chocolate. And uh, he'd look at me with that one eye and say, uh, is this the boy you talking about? <laughs> Larry said, yeah. And he said to me, he said, play for me, boy. <laughs> and I played. Now, I could always sing this music. But I, my guitar playing was just so many notes and all this kind of stuff. So uh, I get done with that. I look at him like, what you think of that? And he take my guitar and he said, give me your guitar, boy. Mm. He take my guitar, tune it, boom, 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 boom. Pick up this pipe and start playing. Mm. I never heard nothing like that. Dynamics and taste and power. And so much truth in it. And he looking at me with that one eye. He looked look at me like, can you do this, boy? <laughs> I said, you know, I don't know. And I knew if I took my eyes off him, I'd never see him again. So at the end, when he embarrassed me for about five minutes, uh, he said, which one moved you more, boy? Yours or mine? I said, yours, Dad. He said, you want to be a blues man? I said, yes, sir. He said, never play a note you don't believe. And never write or sing about what you don't know about. Can you do that, boy? I said, no. Mm -hmm. He said, well, then you ain't a blues man, is you, boy? That's a hell of a thing to say to the king of the blues of Tidewater, you know. <laughs> so as we was walking out, he's, he put his arm around me. And he said, uh, you know where I live now, boy, don't you? And I said, does this mean I can come back? He says, uh, you ain't deaf too, are you, boy? <laughs> So anyway, I went back and I'd be with him and I learned from him and uh, I learned, uh, I remember I asked him, I said, I don't know nothing about picking cotton. No, my family is slave, all my family's from Nova Scotia, Canada, Acadian people, you know. We don't know nothing about that. I said, I don't know nothing about that and the stuff you taught me about mojos and bones and all that kind of stuff, I don't want to even know any more about it. I said, what am I going to write about? He said, you ever been lonely, boy? I said, yes, sir. He said, you ever need a little bit of money for that little apartment you got down there? I said, sure. He said, that's the blues too, boy. Mm -hmm. You're right about that. So that, that lesson I learned from him, I learned that's what the blues was, was honesty and truth. 
and I didn't have to go out and run around with these crazy women that were trying to kill me and stuff to have the blues. Do you understand? The blues is just, everybody can have that. Mm. So I've learned a great lesson from him. Nice, wow. Beautiful story. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that oh, with us. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for asking. Doug McLeod is here live in Studio X at KNKX in downtown Seattle, and we'd love to hear another song. What are you going to do? I'm going to do a song. Uh, since we're talking here, I'll, let me do one that I'd like to ask the audience, maybe the folks listening, to close their eyes and go inside your mind. And think about something. You're driving in your car on a lonely road, a lonely country road. It's dark at night. Ain't no street lights on that road. Only lights is your headlight. And it's raining. It's raining so hard that you don't think the windshield wiper is going to clear off the windshield in time. come around this bend and out in front of your headlights you see this solitary figure out there he got his thumb out he need a ride and you start thinking to yourself well I know you ain't supposed to do that you can get in trouble with that but you feel sorry for that one cause it's cold think maybe the right thing to do is to pull over, pick him up, take him down the road a little bit. So that's what you do. You pick him up, you start heading down the road. About a quarter mile down the road, you think to yourself, I might have made a mistake here. I think us human beings, we have a tendency sometimes to repeat negative things. Even though we know we shouldn't do them, somehow or another, we keep on doing it. To my way of thinking, that really pleases the devil. He likes that. He gets a soul to claim when you do that. That's the name of this song. It's called A Soul to Claim, from the album of the same name. And I'm going to make it sound exactly like this here today. Highway. I picked up a rider one night. I said, Where you going, man? He said, Anywhere you go, be all right. After those spoken words, he didn't speak no more. begin to wonder have I met that man before sometime darkness give birth to light and sometime courage born from fright and sometime demon they get tamed sometime the devil
Nothing more being said. The only conversation was the one inside my head. I said, we've been riding all these miles, man. You ain't never once asked my name. He said, I don't care what they call you. I'm just looking for a soul to claim. And sometime darkness give birth to light. And sometime courage born from fright. Sometime demons, they get tamed. Sometimes the devil, he loses a soul to claim. Sometimes courage, born from fright. Sometimes demons, they get tamed. Sometimes the devil, he loses a soul to claim. You know, I realized this wasn't the first time he rode with me. I always picked him up. I could never let him be. But that night, I left him all alone in the rain. And the devil, he loses soul to claim. Sometime darkness. Give birth to light and sometimes courage, born from fright. Sometimes demons, they get tamed. Sometimes the devil, you lose a soul to claim. Sometimes darkness, give birth to light and sometimes courage. Born from fright, sometimes demons, they get tamed, sometimes the devil, he loses a soul to claim. Sometimes the devil, he loses a soul to claim. Sometimes the devil, sometimes the devil, sometimes the devil, he loses.
Thank you. Yeah, we are listening to Doug McLeod live in Studio X at KNKX in downtown Seattle. Thank you so much, Doug. Wow. So let's talk about your guitar playing for a little bit. It sounds sometimes like there's two or three people playing at the same time. Thank you. Um, and that reminds me of a, a story that I heard that when Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones first heard Robert Johnson's recordings, he said, yeah, he's very good. Who's the other fellow playing with him? That's, that reminds me of you. Is your style drawn on any earlier form? or is it, Yeah, so tell us a little about Ernest it. Banks. Okay, that's that man who used to... Mm-hmm. Ernest man. Banks told me, once, once he liked me, you know, he started to like me, he told me, he said, boy, you got to sound like you're more than one person when you're playing. Because this music, originally, the original country blues, this solo blues like yeah. this, it wasn't museum music, it wasn't concert music, it was dance music. And Mr. Banks told me, he said, you got to sound like you more than one person up there. You got to get a groove going. He, he would tell me, he said, the most important thing is, he said, now, this is, this is 1965, 1966, so politically correct was not even thought about with this man, right? So please understand that. This is historical here. And he said, the most important person is the women. And I said, the women? He said, that's right. He said, because you see the women, you got to get the women to start to do this. I was moving ahead a little bit. I said, you see, to get the girl, do this. And then after a while, something below that go moving. <laughs> and then the fellas, they start to see that. Start, they start looking at that. She get that thing going because that groove is strong. See, the groove is strong. Get that groove strong. And then before you know it, something below that start moving. And then the fellas really look at that. And that's when they want to ask that to go out and dance. And then when they dance, it gets hot and it gets sweaty and he buys her drinks and they start drinking and the cash register starts singing. And when the cash register's singing, you're going to get paid. <laughs> and so that's what he was thinking about. So that's why those, those older blues guys, old acoustic guys, they had a power, they had a drive because they had to make people move and dance. And there was no amplification. None. So for you to say that to me right now, that Miss, Mr. Banks, I might be getting this after all these years. <laughs> Did he ever make any recordings? Not that I know of. Honey Boy Edwards and I talked about him. I don't think Ernest Banks was his real name. Yeah. I really don't. I think because he didn't play like, you know, like the Piedmont guys play like Blind, Blind Blake, um, that finger-picking style. Yeah. Like Roy Book, Bookbinder and them. All right. Mr. Banks played a rough Mississippi hard style. And um, what Honey Boy and I talked about it, but probably what he did was he probably did something pretty bad in Mississippi <laughs> and migrated himself to Virginia. And Changed because, his name. Yeah, because they didn't have no papers of birth, right? right? So he called himself whatever he wanted to. And so he, he was playing a different kind of music that anybody in Virginia had e- ever heard. Mm-hmm. So who knows who he really was? I just knew him as Ernest Banks. Well, you're carrying on the tradition. You're, you're uh, thanks. He, he lives and you're playing, I guess, right? I, I, I hope so. Yeah. So, and uh, you've made an instructional DVD uh, mm-hmm. called Two One Chord <laughs> Blues Songs." So, yeah. th- so can anyone play the blues? Ah, uh, that, that's a tough question. Can you play it? Yes, you can play it. Um, there's a different thing. If you're expressing yourself through it, um, that's when it has to be the honesty of it, right? Mr. Banks said, 
But for, if, if you're a guitar player, you're a musician, you're a singer, of course you can play blues. I mean, we all come on this planet with, uh, with uh, two instruments, every, every one of us. Every one of us comes on here with a drummer. That's your heart, your heartbeat, and your heartbeat to a shuffle. Boom, 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 like that. So that's when you hear shuffles, you start moving. You go like this. And your other instrument, your voice, is, is your voice. Everybody can sing. Not everybody can sing good, but everybody can sing. <laughs> and it's real important to follow the music that's in you. Because that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So if you want to learn how to play the blues on guitar, you say, yeah, I'd like to learn how to play one, one chord blues. One chord. Yeah, I want to learn that. But then I say, you go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? And enjoy it. And so now fun. people have the tools to do it. You're giving them this instructional DVD. It is, you know, and I have no idea. You know, they asked me, <laughs> they asked me, they said, would you make sure that the, the music is correct on this? <laughs> I said, I, I can't do that. And I remember my wife got the music, right? Now, my wife can read music. and She played piano. She's like a legit musician. <laughs> and she came up to me and she said, Doug, uh, can you read this? And I said, oh, honey, I can't read that. I said, I, I said, I can't play that. She said, that's what you played on that DVD. So I have no idea what this right hand does, you know. I really don't. So. It has a mind of its own. It does. It just <laughs> somehow, whatever this is going, it goes to this hand and it works. So, uh, great. So tell us about what, what brings you to the Northwest. You're doing some mentoring? I'm, I'm doing a special thing. Uh, there's an a, a organization called United by Music. Yeah. This is one of the things I'm doing. Um, it's, it's a great organization uh, for people that are um, intellectually challenged mm. and how music can help people get overcome those challenges. And so... Maybe the most important thing about it is it not only helps those people, but when you listen and you come to those concerts and you see what, and hear what these people can do, it warms your heart. Mm. I'm proud to be a mentor, and that's uh, United by Music, North America. And um, just go go to the site, unitedbymusicnorthamerica.com. Uh, Pretty soon it's going to be dot, dot .org. We all know how to Google stuff. So. All right, so Google it up and, <laughs> and, and uh, go ahead and, and uh, check it out. And if it, and if it touches your heart, send them a couple of bucks. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to say, keep it going because it's a good, good uh, charity. Yeah, I'm glad you're passing along some of your knowledge and your, your vibe. And Thank you. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. yeah, your music has a, I mean, I know you've come through a lot of struggles, but your music has a very healing energy to it. Well, you know what? I always thought this about blues. You know, um, once I got educated, once Mr. Banks, let <laughs> 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 me know what, <laughs> once I got education, this is a music, to my mind, this is a music of overcoming adversity, right. not subjecting to adversity. Right. And why do I say that? When you consider, consider who created this music. Slaves created this music. And consider this. Most of the blues men that I work with, and women, mm -hmm. most of them could barely read or write. Mm -hmm. And some couldn't read or write. And yet, from here in the little pockets in Texas, Mississippi, and the Carolinas, here comes this music that the whole world listens to. And they feel it. It's a powerful music, and it helps you get through life, and it's like humor, like the first song we did, Money Talks. When you don't have no money, that's a sad situation. But if you can laugh about it, 
Oh, that's good for you. That's good. That laughter keeps you. Mm -hmm. I, I say this. Laughter is good for you. If you laugh at your failures, they will diminish. They will diminish, and pretty soon the sun going to come out. If you laugh at your successes, your head size diminishes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> Doug McLeod is here in Studio X at down, uh, KNKX in downtown Seattle. What a joy to have you here. We got time to hear another one? You got I'd another one for us? I'd love to do a song. And a story, could I? Apps, please. Is it all right with you folks? Yeah. Well, okay, I got a story and a song that I hope will touch you. You can feel it, but I gotta change the tune in. And me and Peanut, this guitar, we just got off the plane yesterday, so she's gonna take a little time, maybe. And during that time, I can tell you this story. When I was a young man, and I mean young, about 17 years old, I had decisions in my life to make. One of the decisions was whether or not I should join the Navy. So I got my little Volkswagen. We lived in St. Louis and drove out to Missouri River. And back in those days, you could drive out to Missouri River Park, go on down the hill, find a tree, watch the river run, and ponder on your life and what you want to do. And I said to myself, should I join the Navy? And I uh, sat underneath this tree and watched the river run and said, yep, I think I'll join the Navy. So I did, 17 and a half years old, went and signed, signed that paper. I was off and on my way to the Navy. Now, four years later, I get out of the Navy, I was thinking, well, might be a good idea to see if I can go to school, you know, get a little education, maybe learn how to read music, get a little bit of theory and such. Uh, Mom and dad will help, and I can work, and the VA will help. So I thought about that. I said, well, first I gotta make sure. So I went back to St. Louis. I got in my little Volkswagen, drove out to Missouri River. Uh, I'd like to say I found that very same tree, but I didn't. But for the sake of the story, I found the very same tree. <laughs> I sat underneath that tree and wondered now, should I go to school? And I thought about it and I said, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. So I went to school. I didn't work out too good, still can't read music worth a darn, and uh, don't really remember too much of the theory and so on. But I did meet a gal, and we fell in love there, and I thought maybe it might be an idea to get married, you know, so you know what I had to do. I went back to St. Louis. I got in my car, and I drove out to Missouri River, found that tree, sat down that, right beneath that tree, and thought to myself, should I get married? That was the only time that tree let me down. <laughs> but while I was there by that tree, I started thinking about us human beings and how in many ways we're like rivers. We get born, we get created, and we head on our journey like the Mississippi River run all the way from Minnesota, go all the way down through St. Louis, Memphis, Vicksburg, to New Orleans. And when it gets there, go up in the sky, you know. And some people say, you come on back. I don't know for sure. I haven't met anybody that has. But one thing I know for sure, I know it's good to roll like a river. And that's why I wrote this song. 
sometime this old world get too much for me. So I find me a river, I take my rest near the big old tree. just can't believe that the world really is this cold I said oh my river just let you roll and cleanse my soul roll on roll Tell me that even my darkness, there's gonna be a light. Then roll on, roll on. Oh, my river, roll. I want to roll just like a river. I want to roll. Like a river, I want to roll like a river till I'm gone. try to damn you They try to change your course of flow But misdirection ain't never gonna stop you 
Cause you ordain to where you go. And thank you, mighty river. I just want to thank you for my peace of mind. And I shall remain grateful for you never that hard to find. So roll on, roll on. Oh, matter river roll. I want to roll just like a river. I want to roll just like a river. I want to roll like a river till I'm gone. I want to roll like a river till I'm gone. That's Doug McLeod live in Studio X here at KNKX. Thank you so much, Doug, for coming in and spending some time with us. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Just, you, you've, lift, you've lifted everyone in the room here today. So we, I'm glad. I'm awful glad. Thank you, folks. Thank so you. make sure you go to DougMcLeod.com. Get his get his all his records. His most recent one is called Raw Blues Number One. He's also got that murder mystery book, Murder at the Crossroads. I got to pick that one up for sure. <laughs> I know it's on my Kindle next. <laughs> it's on your Kindle, all right. So anyway, thank you again, Doug. Please come back and visit us next time you're in town. Thank you, I'd love to. All right, thanks, pleasure. thanks to everyone in the, uh, in the room today. Thanks to the KNKX team, audio engineer Brian Moynihan, video producer Parker Blome, promotions director Brenda Goldstein. I'm John Kessler. Connect to hundreds more studio sessions at knkx.org. Thanks for being here.